Hey, audio listener. Welcome to the AV Epics Podcast, an Avenue Studios production. Check out our Patreon and Locals community for exclusive content, access to our private Discord, and so much more. And don't forget to review our podcast to help spread the word. And now, let's dive into the adventure. Okay. Hi, everybody. Are we live? We're live. Oh, okay. (laughs) I have just not done a sound check, because life... So, let me know how things sound. Can you too loud, too quiet. (laughs) Hello, everybody in chat. Welcome to AfterQuest Session Zero of the Nobles of Waterdeep Campaign. I'm Dan Stacey, and you're about to witness my nerdy family and I use silly voices and digital dice to tell a good story. As we begin Session Zero, we will be talking setting, characters, all that good stuff. Um... Thank you. <laughs> they say they hear you. Rex hears you, King. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I don't have much else to say. Uh, yeah, I think that's it. So, we had no other announcements? That seems weird. I know. No. I'm trying to think. No, no we, we, we said night. hello to K9 Cop. That's true. I just yeah. put up movie night. So if you want to become a part of the ever-growing forest, as Avenues, known as Avenue Studios, and join our movie nights, we'll be watching The Dark Crystal this month. So I actually <laughs> never seen that one. Really, I, I have wow. never seen it in full because I keep falling asleep. Yeah. I love it. Watch it. Is it good? All right. <laughs> See, I remember watching it like five or six times in my aunt's, but I can't remember any of it. <laughs> Perfect. Awesome. Looking you forward to join it in. And then, of course, October will be over the garden wall. So, Woot and we will have a special guest from Adam from the Interplanet Crossroads. Check him out on YouTube and uh, around the hearth. We're recording that one soon. Awesome. So All right. Take so it over, Jacob. Does that mean that we're starting? I think so. Awesome. Oh, so nervous. We're here. They're here. Oh, hey. Here. <laughs> Scrat's here. Hi, Scrat. What's up? From a squirrel place. Check him out on YouTube, too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, welcome, viewers, to session zero of AfterQuest Nobles. Hence the hat. <laughs> we all here. We are all here to play some Dungeons and Dragons, fifth edition, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I think so. we are. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, Chiro's awesome. mic is off, apparently. But, mm, okay. so. She said, yay, look at the shirt. (laughs) I'll translate for it. (laughs) You guys as viewers are here to be the cheering crowd and the fly on the wall that is watching the drama unfold. Whether it be at balls, whether it be in a back alley, whether some backstabbing, maybe, I don't know. We'll see. So let me tell you the story a little bit here. The last 20 years, the world has changed quite dramatically in Faerun. After the wizards over at RFC led by Dr. Steven Glicker, had discovered the value of monster parts and all they can be used for. The value of gold dropped and everybody just wanted to hunt and get monster parts. It became part of the commerce, the world commerce, the trade, what's happening in the world. Now what's really exciting is all of a sudden territory where all the monsters were became very much needed because got to harvest animals, right? Creatures, beasts, all of it. So the nobles of many of the cities. Faerun is not vegan. <laughs> no. <laughs> no vegan in Faerun. Well, maybe. But <laughs> so all the nobles started claiming up land in all of the cities in the area because, you know, they got to have the best hunting ground. So that created trade and struggles there. They started really taking control of trade routes and transportations to move products of monster parts and stuff like that. It really became a very interesting place. So currently, the year is 1507. Let's just zoom in a little bit to one of the cities of Faerun. Waterdeep, 
the crown of the north, the city of splendor, as it prepares for its first ever hunter games, where many noble houses are pitted in a tournament to combat each other with their favorite captured beasts. <laughs> the houses use their hunting grounds as wagers or their transportation lines or maybe even beasts but definitely their hunting grounds as part of their wager <sighs> much of the nobles from all the major cities now claim the hunting grounds like i said and their forces and underlings in an attempt to gain access to strong beasts and creatures they're all over the place so this will allow for a lot of drama i'm sure of it <laughs> we'll find out right we can help. <laughs> One can only help. Awesome. So, we are here for this month-long tournament. It's a great way for the houses to gain strength, show off their titles, and generate relationships. Good and bad. So, for this event, Waterdeep had built a new arena with beast pens and a massive inn that sits just outside the city awaiting the arrival of nobles and their beasts. The arena where the battles will happen has a massive area inside a magical force field, obviously to protect the viewers, right? You guys. <laughs> and that whole battlefield can be altered and changed and, and controlled by the RFC wizards. Yellow robed with a little D20 pin. <laughs> What's really cool about the battlefield is it changes every week. So it'll be a little glimpse of what's happening, but our real focus is going to be on our nobles and what they're doing while these battles are going on. So I'd like to just look at the beast pens real quick, just to kind of get you an image of what they look like. The beast pens are built to keep the beasts in and the visitors safe. <laughs> Each pen cage or area the beasts are being kept in has a portal. They can go right to the arena. Once again, it is controlled by the RFC wizards. They're wonderful people. Visitors can enjoy a stroll through the beast pens to get a good look at the creatures from each house. Of course, each house usually has employed guards at the pens to help prevent any interference with the beasts. Hear that? Be careful. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> All right, now I just one last thing is the massive inn. It's mass for it's the massive inn is masterfully built to be a place of wonder. The grand entrance has multiple tables covered with illusionary runes. When the tables are activated, they can display the battlefield that's currently happening. Just in case, maybe you didn't want to go and sit in the crowds and get thrown tomatoes at. <laughs> but also, it can display the map of the hunting grounds and what wages are being made and what ones are being traded and controlled. And we'll share that later. Um, and then they also, if you ask one of the wizards at RFC, you can actually rewatch some of the battles. So the next big room of notice at this inn, besides all the rooms you can sleep in, eh, those are boring. We go to the giant, massive, gargantuan ballroom. Where at the end of each week at the, of the tournament, a feast is held for all the nobles who are participating in the games. <laughs> it's a great place to practice your bragging rights, enter into wages, wagers, sorry, or trade agreements, or maybe spike a drink. 
no none of you are doing made. that, right? No promises made? No promises made. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so, do you viewers and players all have an idea of what's going on around you? I think yeah. so. I just have one question. What's Please. RFC? <laughs> it's RFC. No. Jake so, <laughs> Well, I'm excited you ask. Uh, it actually stands for Roll for Combat. Uh, that's a company that uh. does... They made Battles of Vestiary. They are the ones who... Um, they have their own shows and stuff too. So go check them out. They're pretty cool. Roll for awesome. Combat. Yeah. Steven Glicker is one of the writers for <laughs> Battles of Vestiary. It's some of the stuff we're using. You'll see later on. So... But they're just called RFC. I gotta add that to the description. So okay. after a stream, that'll be in there. <laughs> Rage Fire Chasm, <laughs> looking for <a> healer. <laughs> Thank you, Chris Cousin. <laughs> awesome. So now we're gonna focus on your guys's house. Yes. You guys ready? I hope so. Or do you want to do characters first? This is where I leave it to you guys a little bit. I like the idea of the overview of the yeah. house. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's so <laughs> obviously every noble has a house and exports and goods. Right now, we are going to go over two houses, yes. Well, we don't have to. We don't have to. We'll leave that. We'll leave that for the player who has to do it. So, I think we should start with Kristen. What, tell us a little bit about the house of Kiseri. Yep. Kiseri. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Kiseri. <laughs> <laughs> we'll say it right. Um, do you have the family tree? Is that something that we can pull uh, up? Yeah. Give me a second. I can do that. If you want, Start I can put it in Foundry. Uh, yeah, I see up on that screen the link. To yes, it, so. I see it up there too. <laughs> oh, you need to see it. No, no, no. I have to, the stream. It would be yeah. cool oh, to be able um, to see it there. That's the whole Google Doc. I'll actually get just. But we don't want you to image. see all of our notes. So. <laughs> 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 but the House of Kisari. I'm gonna say that right. Um, so there is mom and dad, two sisters. A long time, a little later, a brother, and the. Do we want to get into the first sister's businesses? <laughs> I the feel first, like. Oh, oh. The bard should tell us about it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Minstrel, tell us a tale. Uh, wait, he's getting his instrument ready, trying to click some things. Fair enough. <laughs> we'll talk about mom in just a second. But the house of Kisiri, what is their main export? That's awesome. So, <laughs> from what I remember and from my notes that I have, they say started off in naval, like warfare, naval protection, a lot in the water of Waterdeep, uh -huh. mm -hmm. um, which allowed for them to thrive pretty well with the monster parts because they were able to get a little bit of control within that. So their biggest biggest export to this point of the change of the world was naval combat, naval protection, stuff like that. If that's an export, sure, why not? <laughs> it's a service. It's a service, yeah. Um, but since the monster part changing, they have become quite well known in gathering these parts. From what I'm, that's what we decided. So that is the House of Key Series export and goods as of right now. But they also have a small labor force. They have units all over the place. Uh, we will share that map later where they have scouts looking for majestic creatures. Because obviously we want to find the rarest of the rare beasts. <laughs> I have the family tree sort of up on stream. It might be hard to see. Okay. I might hide this and I'll work on having that for next time. Yep. 
what we can do next time is actually put rate and foundry too, so yeah, that we can yeah, just view it there. Good. So, the House of Kisari has quite a few members, right? They're growing. Yeah. They are doing well for themselves. This is a time for them to shine. So let's see how they handle it. Now, who is the leader of the House of Kisari right now? Um, that would be Lucius Alistair II. Okay. So Lucius Alistair II um, is the Duke at this point, married to Eleanor uh, Gwendolyn. And they have their daughter, Mara Beth, and Hannah, Eleanor. And then they also have the son farther along, Lucius Alistair III. And um, so Marabeth married Colin um, Moore. It doesn't Moore. Matter. Yeah, I was like, what is that middle name? So, <laughs> so the Moors own tr the trade route, kind of, right? They were part of the the shipping. Yeah, because we were looking at the map. Sorry, this is session zero, too. You were talking about how you saw a spot where there was a place. So that's why I was thinking the Moors were in that hunting ground area. Perfect. So they, we needed that. That's what's gotten us with the monster parts. That connection to the Moors has gotten us access to some prime hunting ground. Yep. Which like, that's what Lucius II really succeeded at doing. He awesome. really was the one that brought us into nobility. Mm -hmm. um, and then Marabeth and Cullen had um, had Caspian first. Yep. And I'll let you go. <laughs> Very shortly after. <laughs> and uh, what would you say? A moment of bad judgment? Yeah, a moment of bad judgment, <laughs> franticness, mania, something of that nature. <laughs> she found herself with an elf and uh, had an Irish twin with her first son. Irish half twin. Irish half twin. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, two babies in one year, two daddies. We've got a half-brother elf. And it almost ruined everything with the Moors. Uh, until Lucius II was able to get the second daughter, Hannah, betrothed very young. To she another Moor. To another Moor, which means also the loss of connecting with any other noble family. So, both the daughters were married to Moors. Mm -hmm. Since then, they've come back around. Marabeth's seemingly settled down. We don't know who the elf was. We know the elf was from another noble house. There's only one elven noble family. So, so we have our guesses. We have our guesses. <laughs> <laughs> but part of it was to Cullen Moore, who was Mara's husband that she cheated on, he really stepped up and said he would take in the, the half-elf child our family took the half-elf child and he raised raised it. He said he was gonna make everything work. So between him and Hannah and what she did in marrying Redmond, another Moor, really kept things from falling apart completely. And who's that half-elf? What's their name? And who is it? I don't know, I just wrote somebody's character. <laughs> How do you say it? So that did would be- you, I wasn't sure if you had decided 100%. Isdrith? 
Is a Drew. Is a Drew. Is a Drew. We're going by Drew for short. I was gonna say is Drew. Is a Drew. Okay. Okay. I wasn't hundred percent sure, but yeah, perfect. As always. Is that an Elvish name? I have no idea. Is like a, it is that, now in this that, world. That's like a bold <laughs> choice to just straight up like. I like it. It's great. It fits in. I, I think I just collided some letters together and it created a word and I went with it. That that's sounds like an Elvish name. Well, <laughs> I was asking more from your mother's perspective, but. Uh, I mean, to be fair, he was named before she came back. Mm, okay. So by that's taking fun. the name and then being adopted into the family, and then, of course, um, the the stepfather, you know, taking the role and such. It was just one of those. They're just going to own them, um, own what just mm -hmm. happened. Yep, yep. That's fun too, though. That means probably the elven, the heads of the elven noble house, had a say in what was going on, because she was with them for a little bit. It's still spicy. I love it. <laughs> so Mara and Cullen did end up having more children later. Once they had yeah, figured took, out everything. Yeah, it took a decade to... So, <laughs> who is that? That's Gwendolyn More and Flynn. Yep. And they're, how young? They're young. Gwendolyn's gonna, has to be like 12, She's in marriage 13, age, right? At least betrothal stage. She's in betrothal yeah. stage. And then there's little Flynn. And then little Flynn, yeah. And Hannah and Redman had, have... A lot of children. A lot of children. <laughs> a lot of children. <laughs> Hannah was the more compliant sister. She I, does. She's the middle child that did does what needs to be does done. Does what needs to be done and yep. and had a lot of children. Yeah. Um, she did what needed to be done. Hey. Yeah. Well, I mean, so, this house is growing. I mean, the House of Keats area has really put themselves on the map, not just for battlegrounds or hunting grounds, but... And I always saw, too, that Hannah was kind of considered, like, the perfect child, even just for the fact that she just keeps having children. Yeah, but it looks great because other houses yep. will be named. And the husbands, because we're more of a noble house than the Moors, the husbands came into our family. So they're, they're brought into our family. That's why Colin stepping up was a big deal, too. He awesome. felt he was part of our family now, so he's going to step it up. Fantastic. I love it. Any more details you'd like to share about Key Siri? Um, And then there's... So they had Mara and Hannah, and then a while later, like, um, Eleanor and Lucius II kept trying to have children and were having a lot of issues and um, miscarriages and then they ended up having Lucius Alistair III after like 10 years. So he, his age difference compared to his nephews is actually not that great. They're only like five um, years apart. No. So there's not like this huge age gap even though um, Lucius mm -hmm. Third is technically their uncle mm -hmm. so but he's not married nor does he plan to <laughs> <laughs> so i wonder who she's playing <laughs> so that is the main house the house of kisir that we're going to be focusing on but there are some other houses that we have wonderful relationships with um <laughs> they're so wonderful <laughs> fantastic on the surface on the great. surface they look great We'll get into that drama later. <laughs> Stay tuned. So, uh, Alex, would you like to describe the house at all? Sure. Just so, a little bit. You don't have to go into full detail. But yeah. Just, 
Um, so I am from House Navarre, which is like a really old house. Correct. They're old money, they're old military power. They were like a pretty big deal in the original formation of the nobility yes. of uh, Waterdeep. Um, and they've just kind of stayed at that rank. So at this point, they're just kind of regarded as influential, as having a lot of resources and assets. Um, and they were one of, they were the house that sponsored House Kiseri into becoming part of the nobility. Yes. They do that through, you know, just trying to be savvy about alliances and building their own power by um, connecting and bringing up other people kind of underneath them. Yeah. Um, they are kind of in decline a little bit because they only have three children in this generation and they are all daughters. Yeah. So um, the eldest daughter is Gwendolyn Sorsha Lisbeth Navarre. She has taken upon herself um, to really embrace the being the iron fist that the house needs to maintain their position, to maintain the respect. And um, she's a very like competent heavy warrior, but she also knows how to like turn on the charm. And she just plays that role to a T of being like perfectly ruthless, but perfectly like graceful about it. Um, Scary. And uh, the other two, the middle child is quieter. She's um, Bethany Mafala Sabrina Navarre. She is also trained combatively, but doesn't have the same ambition and aggression that her sister has. She's more just willing to go along. She's currently unmarried, but they're in negotiations to find a house alliance for her. And then there is the youngest, Morgana Carlana Helene Navarre. Uh, and this is my character. Uh, she has not appreciated or embraced um, her family's needs or expectations and is <laughs> something of the black sheep and rebel of the family. They tried to send her... Uh, to military service for about 10 years um, to kind of straighten her out. And instead of coming back a distinguished officer, she came back an alcoholic and a brute. Um, and her, although she's not excommunicated from her family, like she can come and go from the house as she pleases, she prefers to just hang out in unsavory places in Waterdeep, um, just casually tarnishing her family name. Hmm. Casually? Casually. Casually. Yeah, that's, that's the word I <laughs> Awesome. Because if she put too much effort and thought into it, that would be probably closer to what Gwendolyn wants. <laughs> so I'm excited to see how this comes together. This will be fun. <laughs> be fun. So, so the upper house, uh, House Na Navar Navar Navar. Navar. Oh, I want to make sure I say it correctly. House Navar is... Um, they were doing really well. Mm -hmm. But then the switch, uh, not only of the lack of many children, but the switch of the trade world into monster parts left a lot of their exports and their businesses struggling so but they still hold because of their name alone and, the, and the, the what comes behind them with the years of having such power still holds true and there's still a lot of houses and groups that still look up to them including the house of Kiseri No? Yes? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> I assume they live higher up the hill than us. So. <laughs> <laughs> and that stuff always comes downhill, huh? 
I imagine that at this point, like, although they're doing okay, yeah. a lot of it is they are running off of reputation Correct. and um, legacy and favors that people owe them. Yeah, name brand. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. I like that. Very, very, very nice. So there also is a rival house. Now, we could leave it alone and describe it later, but I think a little bit of talk about the rival house is good, right? Well, we've already kind of... Yeah, know. a little bit. Just a little. <laughs> the elven house? Yes. Yeah. So there is an elven house. Now, what makes them rivals? The relationship a little bit. Yeah. They're on par power-wise. So what I was picturing is they were also growing really well during yes. this time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you guys, the, the house Gladrius... Galadris. Galadris? I'll get this right. <laughs> I see them on paper. <laughs> House Glad Gladriel. Galadriel. <laughs> That's what I'm stuck on, I think. Gladrius, right? Gladrius. Galadris. Galadris. Mm, House Gal. Gladrius. <laughs> no. House Gal. Yeah. In a dress. All right. So House Gal in a dress. <laughs> No, in all seriousness. It's a perfect name for an elven house. It is, yes. I know. Gal in a dress. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So house gal address. Close? Close enough? Yeah. All right. You guys know what I'm saying. It doesn't it's good. matter. So, the elven house. <laughs> yeah, those elves. I know, right? <laughs> and the house of Kisari are both climbing in ranks. They have interpersonal relationship. Clearly. Right? Yes. And they have, but they're both gaining a lot of power. And they're kind of racing to the top. Not even really necessarily known to them at this point in time. A little bit. But there's a mixture of feelings. Are they competition or are they allies? And that is a question we're going to have to answer during roleplay and game. Because it's a question I have, too. <laughs> Good old dice. I think it's a question all of us have. <laughs> I'm excited to see how it comes out. I mean, some people have gotten along, apparently. Well, for yeah. For a short time. I mean, we ended up with uh, Nick's character. Which is well worth it. Exactly. <laughs> so I guess real quick, then, if you guys are ready, do you have any other input on houses you want to put in at all? I'm trying to think. Any, any questions from um, chat? I haven't been perhaps we should I, be going over our house monster. That's yeah. what I, I was going to head into that next. Sure. I think throwing out, I, I I might have missed it paying attention to screens too, is that we we are a naval house too. That's I did say it, yes, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. it is good. Yes. I, I noticed chat is questioning the fact that I'm playing a girl. I did not misspeak. Yes. <laughs> You're welcome. Rest Enjoy it while it lasts. <laughs> yeah. I love it. That's so good. Yeah, so the house was a naval house and still is primary naval house, the house of Kisari specifically. But obviously with that, they're able to, they get a lot of trade because you, know, you can move things through water real quick, much more quickly through than through land. So they've gained a lot of clout through that, but also allows them to gain access to different parts on the map because they right. can get there by ship and they're not stuck taking House Navarre's main roads. <laughs> Yes, right. So. Which was why the Moors was kind of important. They're very important. And then I was thinking, too, we had talked about mercenaries being something in our house's assets as well. And I think that's through Lucius II. He's probably a retired adventurer in ways. So he had a lot of just yeah. connections. Absolutely. With mercenaries who are now growing in 
correct uh, value because of monster parts. Absolutely, and yeah. that's what I picture. You guys all have all the houses tend to have some mercenaries and monster hunters, right? But they've come from the mercenary line, so that means that blood is still there. There's still that warring blood that. Maybe this turns into a war. We'll see what happens. Yeah, and we'll confirm Taylor Hay was asking too. It is Faerun. Yeah. We're in Waterdeep specifically. Yep. And then from there, we're kind of doing our own thing. <laughs> we twisted it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it is still the same map. We will share uh, maps later on. We ha we do have some maps yep. and stuff. Let me so, know. I don't have Foundry up right now. You just let me know when you want to go. I do have it up, but it's, it's up to you. Uh, we can share that at... First session too, because it kind of fun. So that is all the details I had based on the houses. I want to hear a little description of your characters. You know what you look, what you look like. If you were walking down the street, what is your attitude? Do you have an entourage that follows you? Um, things like that. Like how how noble are you? Mm. <laughs> how do you carry yourself through town? Do you even walk through town, or do you get chariots everywhere you go? So, who wants to start this? These, these are just... You can add to that, embellish on whatever you wish to add to that, but... I'll try mm -hmm. to pull up the art for <clears throat> each sure. character, too. I feel like know. Fearless Leader. Yeah, yeah. Sure. start. So, <laughs> Lucius Alistair Kisari III walks around with a scowl on his face most of the time. <laughs> he is okay with pleasantries, but he does not actively make conversation with anybody. Um, he's very serious about his position in the family as being the next in line and um, taking care of his family and making sure that they are set and yeah, takes his job very seriously. I too fast. What does he look like? Um, well, he's got messy, dark hair. Um, usually the frown. He has, you know, because they're kind of like a naval-based family, he has usually wears kind of more um, like military-esque styled things with the, what are these things? Epaulets? Epaulets <laughs> and stuff. So, yeah, and he always has his um, a gemstone which has their family crest kind of thing on it. So, of uh, Auroch, a rune-branded Auroch. <laughs> what we will share images of uh, much later on they are very cool looking in my opinion think um a storm buffalo yes that's kind of how i picture it mm -hmm. um and that and we'll tie in that just a little bit here um that is what house Kisari's beast is that is the beast that they love not worship but they 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 want to go capture one to use within the battles and it is what represents their house you'll see um if you guys look at the thumbnail the golden beast or the, the buffalo looking, yeah. yak looking. Um, that's where it comes from. So, Sorry guys, OBS can't <clears throat> open tips apparently. So. Big sad. Big sad. That's all right. <laughs> we can, uh, we'll get it all up on the foundry so that when we're yeah, sharing the map, I, I can share images and stuff. Too. Yeah, I just put family tree on there. And we'll do it all. Artwork. Yeah, we can do it absolutely all of yeah. it. Um, you can kind of see it. I can, I can share artwork right now. Players in well, I can foundry. actually, hold that's on. True. Watch, yeah. who are we okay. sharing right now? Lucius. Let me switch to... Uh, yep. Here, I'll just share the image. So we will open up Lucius, view the character art. There we go. Show two players. Boom. And you should be able to share that with your our wonderful viewers, y'all. 
And um, they should be able to see. That's what Lucius looks like. And I'm very excited to see how Lucius plays. I should say how Kristen plays Lucius. It's a very anti-Kristen character. So it's very hard. It's very exciting. I'm going to try. <laughs> I'm excited to see you stepping out of the box. I'm very excited to see how this house, um, what happens within the house, within the inner relationships between other houses and stuff like that. Um, next. Yes. yes. My character art is actually not the same one that I'm actually using. Did you update on D&D Beyond? Yet? I did not update on D&D okay. Beyond. So. Um, but I can give you a description. Well, while you get the description, um, I will attempt to make it work. <laughs> okay. Uh, the one is actually in Discord. The one that I posted is the one I'm going to go with. Yes, ma'am. Um, so Morgana, or more as she goes by, um, you might not really notice her as being any different from a mercenary captain if you were to run into her on the street. Yeah. You're probably going to find her in the street or in a bar or really any place kind of around Lowtown is her preferred location to hang out. Um, she is a very tall, very buff woman. Mm. She has darker skin and pink hair that's sort of chopped off raggedly. Um, she dresses well, but not neatly. So you can tell that she has well-made clothes and armor, but she doesn't have them buttoned up and fastened up the way Lucius would. She definitely has <laughs> them open <laughs> and comfortable. If she's wearing a jacket, it's definitely going to be open, um, not, not fastened up. She does have a necklace that has her family emblem on it, mm -hmm. which sort of looks like a scarab. Um, but other than that, she doesn't really go out of her way to have any particular colors or iconography associated with her family. Um, you're mostly just going to find her with her boots up someplace, uh, you know, stomping around, looking for a fight. Um, she's fairly friendly when it comes to engaging uh, low town people or commoners or even that demographic of soldier mercenary that she blends into well and is pretty well liked in those circles um and among upper class people she just enjoys intentionally playing that up and getting a rise out of how much she doesn't fit in that's fun that's gonna be a lot of fun to play with i'm sure you've caused some drama in all of that right no Oh, yeah. Like, if she can make a scene, she definitely enjoys that. Um, if other people are upset, if she ruined a party, if something like that, you know, went down, she enjoys other people's lack of enjoyment. Uh, interesting. Hey, you got it. Did I share it? Did you get it? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Okay, cool. Um, I did not update on your D&D &E Beyond. You're going to have to do that for okay, me. Okay, we'll do. Uh, but yeah, I, she, did, I got it in there and shared it, so. She otherwise has some... Um, sort of mishmash of well-made uh, plate armor um, in, in parts, and then a large uh, two-handed hammer is her weapon of choice. So you, you, walk, you walk around with that all the time? Pretty much, because yeah. she pretty much just kind of is that sort of like, ready to go if you wanted to hire me, I've got all my stuff with me kind of deal. And one would say you've probably made friends in low places. Exactly. Yeah, oh. she probably has a lot of friends I in low networking, places. The yeah. bar keeps... The other yeah. mercenaries that run those areas. She actually knows a lot of people yeah. that are in the lower ranks of a lot of houses. I love it. I think that's going to come in play. 
Um, so she knows a lot of where the spots are of things where things go down yeah, yeah. where things are a little bit shady because she's totally willing to turn a blind eye to things because that's just how the town runs in certain parts of course but she's also willing to jump in and pick a fight if somebody is being pushed around and she doesn't think they should be nice. and she doesn't care who she's picking that fight with they could be high or low yeah yeah she'll punch him in the face perfect i love it punching people in the face <laughs> Yeah, I'll stick with it. So, <laughs> <laughs> Nick, who are you playing? All right, so I am playing Is it Drew um, Kiseri. Uh, that will be Drew for short. Uh, he grew up within the Kiseri household. That is basically all he's known. Albeit, one growing up, he realized he was quite different. People, although pro some probably not intentionally, others definitely intentionally have treated him differently uh, growing up in the household, being of his origins and everything like that he's never felt like he's totally fit in as such he after much convincing of his mother finally uh, was able to get his training from being more of a noble to that of a mercenary he even though um he does view himself as part of the house he does love his house so but he just finds that connection really hard and so with him, um, he finds a, lo a lot more solace with those who work under them, which is the mercenaries. So his armor even reflects that. It takes more of like a, a guard, a watchman type approach. Doesn't even wear the colors of the house, but he does wear the symbol with, um, with pride on his hat. The, so um, his demeanor is that of a very um, outgoing and uh, lovable type character, albeit it is one that doesn't seem to sit on any sort of ideal for very long. It is, um, he, he finds the good parts of almost everyone that he can come across. However, that also means that he doesn't want to make enemies, nor does he want to uh, enact a lot of the things that he probably should be. Um, so it always gets in the way of his ideas and job. Um, he goes about with his family as, uh, and he treats himself more like an operative but we'll stand up for the family if anything comes about. Awesome. So you probably have a healthy relationship with a lot of the mercenaries. Oh, yeah. Or monster hunters in this case. He but. would uh, definitely treat them as kind of like a, a second family of a sort. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Awesome. We'll see how that comes into play, too, when Kristen's character is barking orders. <laughs> I don't know if she's a he, the character's a he. I don't know if he's going to be again. barking a lot of orders, but um, there's going to probably have to be a little bit of role play of you deciding where you want your groups of monster hunters and scouts and stuff like that. We'll get into that little bit of role play. It's not going to be too crazy, but I think a little bit will be healthy, um, especially if things start going awry and uh, maybe there's an uprising within your own house. What? It could happen. I mean, we're, we're playing with dice, people. <laughs> playing with dice and a lot of family members. Yeah, a lot of family members. It is going to be a lot of fun to do. Um, and that brings us to our last player. Oh, boy. Do you know what? You ready? Always. 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 Always I just wing it. All right, Dan, who are you playing? I am playing Caspian Lee Kisari, and he is a bard build in fifth edition and he's for a while there he was going to be the next heir until right no no you you were born before me that's right i was thinking he almost almost 
was in that position, but you were born just in time. Five years ahead. You're still the backup. Uh, you're, so. You are the backup. <laughs> <laughs> Drew's nodding over here. Already. I mean, to be fair, he's specifically not getting married. He's going in dangerous positions. You might as well prepare. <laughs> so I guess on that note, well, never mind. We'll let that come on real quick. Oh, dear. I have, um, I have messages to write. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> so Drew's very uh, relaxed Drew? Yes. I'm Drew. Oh my gosh. Caspian. Drew, Drew is pretty relaxed. Though. I know. <laughs> Drew's, Drew's the little guy. If he goes by me. Drew, do you go by Cass? Yeah, I would go by Cass for sure. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, that's fun too. It's my I'm going to nickname you all whether you like it or oh, not. Yeah. So whatever. <laughs> no, I think he totally would. <laughs> just waving at people. Oh, okay. They're good. Um, so yeah, Cass is very relaxed personality he's always smiling he loves the noble game he loves witty dialogue and uh bantering dancing singing so he's very comfortable in high society it doesn't stress him out at all he just thinks it's he just thinks it's a game that's fun and Hmm. but to relax he will sneak off and just go play you know tavern around town or something uh he plays three different instruments and sings and so he'll sneak off and try to disguise himself but mostly he follows lucius around and does whatever lucius wants because he just wants to see that's the most important thing to him is seeing lucius succeed and lucius doesn't like to talk so and Cass is very happy to talk (laughs) I'm already enjoying the dynamics between each of your characters. I'm already seeing some things coming together. Yeah. Now, real quick, you guys are half brothers. Yes. Drew and Cass are half brothers. Same mama. Mm -hmm. Same mama. Okay. And then Kristen's character, Lucius, is uncle. Uncle. Technically, our uncle. We basically grew up as cousins, though. Yeah. She was like five. The feeling is more of cousins. Awesome. Because we're like five years apart. Because we're only like. Just about a year. Yeah, so, you know, she she's between ten and twelve months. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we're really tight. We've grown up. I I don't know. We haven't talked too much about it, but for Cass, like Drew's his little brother, basically. Oh yeah, it's, it's replicated right back up. Yeah. Yeah. We just awesome. I, Cass is also very comfortable with anyone too. Not in the way more is. Cass is just—he's just happy to be with anyone. So you guys have probably seen each other then around some of the taverns, maybe, but maybe your character more would not have really necessarily known it was Cass. Sometimes at some of the bars where he's jamming out and trying to be disguised. I'll be honest, yeah. I wouldn't have cared if it was him. That's or not. what I'm that's saying. Kind of what I was because that's kind of what I was going because at. he's not—he's—he's he's like a second generation, so he's yeah. not really on the list of like important people. Yeah. And even if I was like, eh, I'm pretty sure it's that Kisari kid, I'd be like. Cool for you. Like, yeah, living your enjoy best. your life. Yeah. Glad somebody's out here. <laughs> I like you know? it. We should probably talk. I've seen you mess around in bars a couple he times. Pro- she probably watched. knows that you're a Kisari. Yeah. But right. not, doesn't really care who specifically yeah. you are. I love it. And what's fun now, I don't, Chris and I talked a little about this. We didn't get to talk too much. But when you guys were younger, I think Cass always would follow you guys around too. And he was the annoying, like, cousin that wouldn't go away. He's, like, too small to do anything. And we were kind of besties when we were young. That's what I was heading to yeah. is 
we got some best friends here. Yeah, we were like, because we grew up in the same neighborhood, district, community area. Correct. We knew each other. We were kind of the same age at the parties. Correct. And so, like, probably around, like, 15, 16, we were like... Is that... That's the point when they split? Well, that was probably when we were, like, really close. And then shortly thereafter was when I got sent off to the military. And that's Mm -hmm. the only reason that you split was because you were sent off. Yeah. There's no bad blood, right? No bad blood. I love it. We just, you know, family told me I had to go and I was just then gone. Probably told Lucius. Yeah. You know, my family's shipping me off. They suck. You know, and then we just never talked for like 10 years. And now you're back in town? And now I'm back in town. But it's been so long that like didn't really seek each other back out because it'd been such a right. while. But mm-hmm. Lucius, you know that Moore is back in town. Yeah. I, okay. I, I just wanna, I wanna, yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to connect all the dots and mm-hmm. see how it's going to come together. Yeah, because we, I mean, and with everything you're doing, I would have heard and know basically what you're up to at this point. Mm-hmm. you would have heard what I was up to at some point. So yeah. we would have an awareness, yeah, yeah. but yeah, it's been a while. Would have probably told Lucius a lot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's been a while and it's like weird to just go seek somebody out. Yeah, and, no, for sure. Know. I was so. just, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. I'm just trying to, you know, figure, yeah. I'm just trying to make sure our viewers yeah. and myself have it all puzzled together. I like too, background wise, that Lucius probably, because more avoids a lot of the high society sort of stuff, probably anyways that Lucius hasn't really interacted with more at all, but Drew dealing with the mercenaries a lot would have run across her. Yeah. Even just, even yeah, just like we haven't even really been in the right. same circles. Like our Venn diagram of where we would right. be now would be very small. Yeah. And then I've seen you, Cass has seen you in the taverns at some point or something. Yeah, Lucius wouldn't be there. <laughs> right. So Drew heard the work, you heard the person. Yes. <laughs> yes, I like that. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Any other input you guys want to do about your characters? Anything you want to share with the viewers or myself at this point? I don't think so. No. I think it's pretty well covered. I mean, the bases are covered. The relationships are there. And it'll be exciting to see how it all comes together. Now, I'd like to share the image of the house. Mm. Now, jump in. If something comes to your mind that you guys want to share with the viewers or myself, let me know. So, this is the creature of Kiseri. House Kiseri. It's cool looking. I love oh, yeah. this creature. The minute you guys chose it, I started getting giddy about it. Because obviously, <laughs> I enjoy buffalo and bison. And and it has kind of like steers. a nautical feel to it with like a storm. Yeah. So yeah. lightning, wind, kind of. Because you have to brand it with a specific rune. And the rune that we've chosen is kind of like a storm yep. idea. Yep. So. I love it. I mean, you from the Navy background. Yes. yes. Yeah. Right. And you guys didn't have to brand it or are you or is that your goal is to brand it okay i want to make sure i have that clear so <laughs> oh, yeah. you're capturing you're capturing an arock yes and branding and branding it. It. oh i love it i didn't yeah. catch that yeah because you can choose what kind of brand yeah you no i love do. it yeah so i had a i already correct. i'm gonna i had a thing how it was branded already wrote out so oh. i'm so grateful you're doing it so yeah, this is yeah. exciting it's got to be in the mythology maybe lucius the first or something yeah. or even older or something was the first one to brand a bull with a, a storm rune. That's so and it's cool. A little ridiculous. <laughs> so I gotta share I gotta share what but, I wrote. Whether it's I, true or not, it will be in the mythology. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I just want to. I had it where this was part of a giant's herd and it was it was a storm giant that branded it. But I like your way better. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we'll tell everybody. <laughs> no, I love it. I'm excited. No, no. This is you you guys are hunting a plane. Arok. 
yeah. you're going to brand it yourselves. I love that. So that does, I don't want to get to it, but that is the direction the first few sessions is going to be hunting and capturing an Auroch. Mm-hmm. I'll be straightforward with it. For, specifically for... The games. The games. Sick. So, what is... I, I'm, I don't know how I missed that, but I'm so excited. Now I'm really Sorry. excited. No, no, I love it. I love it. I'm, I'm, I'm very excited about it. Um, but I'm going to, we're going to jump to um, the Elven House that is called the House the Gallon Dress. Gallon Dress. Gallon Dress. Gallon always going to work now. <laughs> and for them, we picked the Phase Tiger, correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm bringing it up right now because. Instead of talking so much, I should have done that prior. Um, <laughs> we're winging it. It's session zero. Session yeah. zero. We're kind of just touching just base. Out. Make sure we're all on the same page. Um, so this is the Phase Tiger. Now, so far, these two creatures, the Rune-branded Auroch and the Phase Tiger, are both from Battlezoo Bestiary. Go check it out. Their product is awesome. Um, they have a whole, like, monster carving using the parts to create weapons and armor. Mm-hmm. I use it on in a because I have it for Pathfinder and 5th edition. I use it in a Pathfinder 2e game. It is awesome. I think Cody is in chat. He's one of my players that does part of it. Uh, hey, Cody. Um, and check out our Druid's Table where we talk about it, too. Yeah. We broke down so, stuff. So, here is the Phase Tiger for the House of Galadris. I'm doing it. We're doing it. We're going to get this right. We're going to get the names right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, very powerful, potent creature. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out in the creature battles. That does bring me right back to the house key, Sari. I meant to ask you, are you guys catching more than one rune-branded Auroch? I don't think so. That's not what, I don't know. I, I imagine we find this is the, the bull, beast. The this big. is the thing. I just want yeah. to make sure we're on the mm-hmm. same page. And I, I was imagining that if your creature dies, you're just knocked out. Okay. Yep. So you only get one anyway, one or whatever that is. <laughs> yes. <laughs> awesome. I just want to make sure we're all on the same page before yeah. I go killing your character. I choose you. <laughs> <laughs> the Ash episode where he catches like 50 Taras. <laughs> so with that note, some metagamey stuff that's going to be happening um, as they make decisions um, around the creature-based decisions and things like that. Maybe they'll bring in help. I don't know. I'm leaving that role play up to them. There's ways they're going to be able to boost their creature. I'll leave that in your guys' hands as players. So, because obviously, if you look at CRs, the face tiger is much stronger. But that creates the fun of... Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> that creates the fun of... Are we weakening the face tiger or are we strengthening the Auroch? Are we doing both? And what does that look like? But that we'll get to later. Um, but it's something as players, I want you guys to be thinking about what that looks mm-hmm. like. If it has numbers, it could die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but if it has smaller numbers, it dies faster. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I very much love it. And then, so the next creature we have is for the upper house, Navar. Navar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're getting it. Oh, yeah. Um, they chose the silk-tailed beetle, which I actually really enjoy. I'm grateful you chose it. I have and no it, idea what the numbers are for it. That's okay. You don't have to. Okay. No, no. it's That's perfect. It's I have to worry about that, not you. you I, guys chose, can, I chose it on vibe. Yeah. So <laughs> I think it fits well. I actually really enjoy this creature. 
Um, it has a very unique feel to it. Also, another creature from Battle Zoo Bestiary. Um, and I think it also fits and shows, if you were to look at it from a number standpoint, that House Navarre is not doing as well. Nice. So I think it fits mm -hmm. that they are struggling, but they are still holding, even though they, this is the creature they are chose and the creature they're using there in the combat, it represents the truth, the numbers behind it all. So it's pretty and looks strong, looks scary, but is it? Nice. Slimy yet satisfying. <laughs> <laughs> how big is it? Like, I don't actually know how big it is in scale. Yeah, well, let me pull up the stats. It's actually a small creature, technically. So yeah. it's, yeah. So they probably have more than one. Probably many like swarm. swarming it. Yeah. yeah. Is what I was thinking also. So I was going to make a swarm of them. But yeah, yeah, you know, probably, you know, this big, someone will probably get to like this big, but mm -hmm. nothing crazy. Wait, wait, okay. is, is size small or size tiny? Oh, you are correct. It's size small. It's like, so there, yeah, you're right. If this is tiny, that's a cat. Yeah, if yeah. it's small, that's... Yeah. <laughs> small is three foot. So I'm sorry, it's like this big. Okay. Roughly. Okay. So yeah, big, massive house cat or one of those little dogs. Um, so... <laughs> <laughs> But still rather not, I mean, compared to Auroch, which is, mm -hmm. you know, if anybody's ever seen a buffalo or bison, yeah. now add more <laughs> in Storm. <laughs> I love it. So those are the main creatures we're going to see. Now I'm going to showcase some of the other houses, creatures later on during the stream, depending on what house you guys end up battling. Um, I'm actually making a tournament, tournament bracket, English, um, based on who you guys are going to, you know, you guys are going to kind of move. Think of a Knight's Tale when they start moving the brackets. So I at least want to put the creature that your creature beats just to kind of have that thing. And then there'll be some trade and stuff like that too. And what you guys win or lose. You heard that right, viewers. We are in the tournament arc. Eventually. <laughs> <laughs> Oops, kick my mic. Um, I think I, I, that's all I really have. I mean, we'll get into the drama right away at session one. But for session zero, we just wanted to cover what you guys are doing. Mm -hmm. The world, what's going on in the world. Do you guys have any questions for me? Well, Moore's not going to be here next week. Well, I have that all figured out. Okay. I'm just letting you guys know. Yes. <laughs> oh, the viewers. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Jake's got that figured out. <laughs> Jake's got it figured out. Well, we could yes. say that. Yeah. General schedule. Of course, check our, I post on social media and everywhere, our calendar for what's going on. But yeah. Alex but you'll see why as a character, it. she's not yes. there. Yes. Not because we didn't want Alex there. She yeah. had to be away. <laughs> and then end of the month. Normally we're playing weekly. If there's a fifth Wednesday, we won't play on the fifth Wednesday. I have ideas for that too. Um, oh, we haven't fine. talked. We Sorry. will stream something. Yeah. Oh yeah, we'll be streaming something. And then <laughs> Alex and Compass are gone at the end of the month. So we won't be playing the last Wednesday since that's half the family <laughs> and most of the muscle and, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah that's, it's half that's the, the muscle too yeah. <laughs> probably a, a touch more I don't know I haven't seen your stats yet I love it uh, I'm stat as yeah. a barbarian so yeah it's, uh, yeah we didn't really say class I guess what is Lucius um <laughs> did you go paladin I did not go, go paladin I'm a variant human Fighter, battle master. What? 
fighter, fighter battle. battle master. That's, yes. that's what I would have recommended. Yeah, that's yeah. Awesome. good choice. It's that's gonna fit really, well. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So he carry. He does have a sword, and he also has a um, hammer as well. So mm-hmm. he can pull either out. Yeah. I think two axes too. I don't know. She was having no, fun. No, not anymore. You, you, oh, get, no. you get those fun superiority <laughs> die. Wait, yes, you do. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. You get some cool stuff. I do. Oh, I guess I should let our viewers know we are playing. We are starting at level three. With hopes to grow, we'll see what happens. Uh, I always we, have that. We, we always but, reject that. Yeah, they literally tell me no to level up. <laughs> tell me why. I don't know, <laughs> but I love it. Um, partially because I like doing role play for level ups, and if it doesn't fit right in the moment, we ain't gonna level up. <laughs> but sounds good. This one, I think there will be a smidgen. We'll see. At least in my mind, I see it happening that way. But level we did up our, our uh, level up characters. Yeah, I mean, oh, our rock. Yeah, that's gonna level. If up. it doesn't yeah. evolve, I mean, you know, you know what? We should look into that. We need an incubator, <laughs> so it depends. <laughs> yes. It grows tentacles. <laughs> you can you can expose it to a storm room. That's what I was saying. Yes. <laughs> Done. But it's gotta like us enough, or else it won't. Oh gosh! It just won't. All right, that is dove way too far. So, so character creation is a is a barbarian, yep. and then you guys did you say? And then you you're a fighter. I was gonna get I was gonna oh. get to that, but no, that's okay, good. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah. What what is? I'm a rogue. Drew is a rogue. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned I'm a bard. That you're a bard. And you're College of Lore. College of Lore. Yeah. What are? I think inquisitive. I, I think inquisitive. Okay. Was. Yeah, yeah. All right. I'm a berserker. I love it. I'm excited to see how this comes together. The the party is pretty well balanced overall. I think you guys did a good job. Yeah, and magic is dumb, so you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have you noticed we all hate I, magic? I'm not magical. I'm just singing. Things happen. But this, <laughs> but this is our third story that we're like. No nah, magic. No magic. <laughs> yeah, but I appreciate it because it really generates a fun story, and then when magic happens, it feels different. One of these times, we'll do a full magic party and just make mm. your life nuts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually, one of these times, Dan has to play a wizard that literally like the spell components and all of that. I would love we, to. Do we that. got it. Yeah, for sure. No cheating with a guitar like I am now. Yeah, <laughs> I do have the. What's it called? Are you gonna bring an instrument in? No, I can't. I mean, I have a recorder somewhere. <laughs> I'll bring you a harmonica. Huh? <laughs> I love it. No, you should. You just just hold the harmonica, but just make the noises with your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's so good. Um, so with that said, when they built their characters, I told them to pick point by because they're nobles. They can get trained. Really as simple as that. I prefer rolling the dice, but I think for this one, it really makes sense. Your parents can put you into whatever school you want to be in. So... It made sense to me that you guys did point by. I kind of mm-hmm. think it fits that noble feel. What else did I tell yeah. you to do? I gave you gold. We can go over that later. I Listen, we can talk. <laughs> I told you. We'll talk later. Good role play can get you what you want. <laughs> I gave him a lot of gold at starting, okay? We're, like, want more. we're rich people. I've ne- Jacob, I've never asked for items or loot in, in, you, in your games before in my life. Now you usually punish yourself. I usually like nah. Yeah, you're usually like, don't take it away from me. Okay. So can I cash in for the past two campaigns that I want my loot now? <laughs> we'll talk off screen. <laughs> Without the other three. No. That's how it works, right? <laughs> no, ask uh, Austin how that works. Yeah. yeah. How many feet points? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I love it. I love love it you, buddy. <laughs> He's the best. Um, yes. So on that note, next session. Trying, trying, going back a little bit. Next section. Next. Yeah, next. Session. Alex is not going to be here, but that's okay. Because she's not part of House Keysary yet. Yet. Kind of. Friends, but not, yeah. not, well, not branded. Right? We're branding each other? 
Just kidding. No, I'm just kidding. kidding. <laughs> That's probably what we'll tell more, and she'd probably do it. She probably would too. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> like, and then we'd be like, ah, never mind. It's not fun if you <laughs> I love it. So I see a lot of healthy role play that's going to happen here. I'm very excited about it. I don't have a whole lot else to give right now. Is there any questions from the viewers? I haven't been watching. I think we've been answering most of them, but we could give them a minute or two here. Okay, cool. What about players? What do you, nothing else? Mm-hmm. Besides more money and more gear. More money, more money. <laughs> cool. What is your expectation of magical items? None. Okay. I wanted to buy stuff, but I don't have enough money. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> now, Kristen, there is the coffers of Key Siri that you Ooh. can tap into. Ooh. We can talk. I have gold numbers. Well, I... well, I'll tell you the things that I was thinking of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Send me. I wanted a wish. I do want a wish list from each of the players for items and stuff because it allows me to entertain role play with that. <laughs> the mimic armor. Mimic armor. Yes. Wait, was <laughs> it? Did I miss that? Right. Oh. <laughs> oh that I don't be... know. I feel fine. Did you have? It's like Kirby. I realized yes. the problem. I think we should separate them. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I'm kidding. I mean, um, yeah, so I guess that That's is alignment. Are we? I think we're, we were going to go with the whole edicts and anathemas and not really dwell on alignment. Was that right? Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. we are definitely okay. not. Um, yeah, I would, I would say we're, we're probably just in the like. For most of the houses that we are personally dealing with, I think they're leaning towards lawful-ish neutral. Yeah. Just in general. Mm -hmm. But that's not very specific. So we kind of were like, don't dwell on it. Yeah, I mean, do nobles really stick with what? Never mind. Well, you see, there's different types of nobles. Right. (laughs) Are there? Oh, yes. It's really just the title you buy. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Reputation's what you paid for it. Yeah. You see, these people who have skill just don't have enough money. (laughs) (laughs) Or parts. But you're not even saying that as your character, because your character... My character want to say that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I'm talking for my character. Right, right, right. Come on, let's go. (laughs) Well, before we get into the (laughs) roleplay, was there any other questions on the chat? I'm not watching it. No, I think think they're good. So we clearly nailed this and perfect session zero. (laughs) Perfect. I think so. I mean, we already know our lines we don't cross. We know where to fade to black if we need to. Um, I plan. Mom doesn't. Easy there, Tiger. (laughs) 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 Now we're getting into spicy content. It's a little early yet. (laughs) Is there monster equipment? Yes. You want oh that? Word. I think that would be really question. cool. Oh, I'm it sorry. is a chat question, but I was thinking that as well. Oh, I missed it. I thought you were asking me. Sounds like more stuff. <laughs> because I love the idea that because in this world that is the thing is you're building stuff out of these monster parts that I feel mm-hmm. like us as nobles would have these things. So like, I don't know. I might have just said it to Dan. I thought I said it to all of you. I do want a list of like monsters that you would have hunted. Oh, cool. Okay. Or sought to hunt. <laughs> You know, because like any nobles, they go out hunting for their stags and stuff like that. You know, your armor and equipment can be based off of your favorite monster that you hunted. So yes, yes, yes. Rex, absolutely a monster hunter. Maybe an aura, or or they can. (laughs) Right. Well, that seriously though, you know. But also, my mind went to equipping your creature with armor and weapons. 
Yeah, that's what I was like doing. Two, why not? Oh, an Oroch in an Oroch skin. With a scorpion tail. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. I'm and then mimic stuff. chest plate. <laughs> <laughs> Other question, are we doing accents? We do silly voices. That's the whole thing. Of course we yeah. do accents. Yeah, we're doing accents. <laughs> Jake will be doing all the accents. Every NBC has I'm, to be from a different country. I'm going to try. <laughs> we'll see how this goes. It'll be great. I will butcher it, and it's going to be beautiful. That's why it's silly voices. Silly voices. We had this yes. conversation. <laughs> we don't claim to be professionals. We're just having fun. We're professional dungeon masters, but yes, yes. we are not professional voice actors. <laughs> I feel like we're well, leaning British. Oh, yeah. It's nobles. So. We're yeah, obviously going to be British. Yeah, I we, know. We are leaning the That's British That's the uh, goal. Posh. That's the goal. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Vaguely Hollywood British. <laughs> What's funny is that the Cullens are actually kind of like... Scottish inspired, so. Colin, uh, Moors, yeah. The Moors, Colin, sorry. Colin Moore. The one guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, The Moors are very Scottish, or uh, Irish Celtic. Did you write that down? No, but all their did. names are Irish. <laughs> you don't have to do, do what you will. <laughs> do what you will. Everybody's British. Everybody's British. I didn't necessarily mean they had to have no, Irish you're accents. you're good, you're good. But more I'm like their you. feel. Yeah, I wanted to it. just in. sounds so sophisticated. Yeah. Not yes. when I do it. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that hillbilly doing English accents? <laughs> Sounds great. Yep. All right. So I think, I mean, that is, I, I honestly, I know it's a bit early, but session zero. No, that's right. Because we will be recording some stuff for the official trailer after we leave stream. So. Right. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. We'll get it done. I'm pretty excited. So chat, thank you so much for being here. Yes. I really yeah. appreciate it. Remember, you are the crowd. The more hype you do, the crazier things are going to get. Or maybe you're the fly on the wall. Or maybe you're just an ongoer at the ball, but you're there. You're watching it happen. I mean, maybe maybe if they yell loud enough in chat, they can, like, affect things. Yo, that maybe so they fun. can spike a drink. If Just saying. Should I? I'll throw this out as a maybe. It's a question mark because that's where I live. Uh, because I'm trying to get, I haven't, obviously haven't successfully gotten to restreaming to Rumble. On Rumble, we do have access to Super Chats. Maybe that could have an effect on the story. I personally would love that. Jake I've been I've been asking Dan for that for a long time. So, so I'm going to try. Not that he's told me no. No. He said we're trying. Yeah. It's just technology. <laughs> so hopefully session one, I'll have time to uh, do a full experiment and have a restream. So we'll see what happens. See what happens. See how you can mess with us. Yeah. Wouldn't like, that be fun? Wouldn't that be fun? <laughs> be careful who you generate hate with out there in the world. <laughs> they come back to bite you. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. All right. I think I'm good. Is that it? Cool, cool. I think we did it. Awesome. Thank right. you guys. Thanks and for hanging out. Yes. This has been another fantastical episode of AfterQuest and Avenue Studios production. Do give us a like, subscribe, hit the notification bell to follow the adventure, and you can further support us and become a part of the ever-growing forest known as Avenue Studios by joining our locals or Patreon community. Doing so not only helps us continue to create high-quality content, but you'll also gain access to bonus content, as well as our private Discord where you can chat with us, play games, watch movies, and so much more. Uh, don't forget to check the links in the description below for the sound, music, and ambience that we use. And I'll add in Battle Zoo Bestiary after the stream and uh, a couple other things. Forgotten Realms for some artwork that Jake uses sometimes too. Check all Forgotten the links. We've got a lot of cool people in there. And uh, thank you so much for joining the adventure. We will see you 
next time. Bye bye. See ya. This has been another fantastical episode of the AV Epics Podcast, an Avenue Studios production. Do give us a review on your podcast app of choice to help spread the word. You can further support us and become a part of the ever-growing forest known as Avenue Studios by joining our Patreon or Locals community. Doing so will not only help us to continue creating high-quality content, but you will also gain access to bonus content and our private Discord, where you can chat with us, play games, watch movies, and so much more. Don't forget to check our podcast podcast description for the music and ambience that we use and thank you so very much for joining the adventure and we will see you next time